Well, it's the same in the photography industry. Like you, you have uh, a lot of photographers grumbling about all oh, these new people undercutting and all the rest of it. But yeah. do you know what? Like that's just life. And I mean, if, if you're a videographer and you're and you're worried about a two to five minute film mm. taking business away from you, then I mean, I don't, you I don't bigger think things to worry about. You want bigger <laughs> things. To, you know, bigger things to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Make your product better or more unique, or make yourself stand out in the marketplace. isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, the podcast for wedding craves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry. We've got Carol Ann Scott of Harper Scott Photo in the office today because we're talking everything fusion. We touched on this topic with David from Walnut Wasp, who runs a fusion workshop, and briefly addressed the concerns that some filmmakers have about the service. And for the record, we're all for fusion shooting, if it's improving the reputation of wedding films in the industry. But today, we don't want to get stuck in the weeds with this topic. We want to discuss how you can actually implement fusion into your workflow and what things photographers struggle with in video. This episode is designed for photographers out there who have seen both the pitfalls and promise of adding video into their service. It's also going to help those who feel negative about Fusion and don't quite understand where this sort of product fits within the market and how, in actual fact, Fusion only ever makes wedding films better. This episode is, of course, sponsored by With Jack, but I'll get onto that a little bit later on the show. In the meantime, Greg, what are we drinking? We are drinking the same coffee as the last episode, which is the 3FE. That's right, that's right, uh, that's right. Because we're recording this a couple of days after the last recording, Mm -hmm. so we didn't get any new stuff in, unfortunately. That's absolutely true. And how are you, Caroline? Very well, very well. How are you? Also very well, very well. I'm very, very well because this is my third coffee of the day. You so must be possibly, buzzing. Yeah, you I must am. be buzzing. <laughs> you really get a truly unfiltered um, insight into whatever's going on in my head. And I don't really know what that is yet. Uh-oh. So oh, good luck. That, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, um, I just want to get one thing straight. Obviously, I looked at your website. Because I, actually, I hadn't looked at it since it got rebranded. Mm. It looks ace. But on your about page, it says, and I quote... I'm a Scottish wedding photographer. Good start. The cool kind, but I am not cool, but my couples are. You are cool, so shut up. I couldn't be further from cool. I wear a detachable hood. Look, you are defining (laughs) what it is to be you, and I think when you do that, you become more cool than what the meaning of cool is. I feel like my life is a riot. I've got three preschoolers, and um, yeah, it just really feels like a whirlwind every single day so um, I'm at the point where I don't even think about what I'm putting on in the morning I generally just wear the same thing every single day Um, Then how is it you look so good? What? Because um, I think you're talking a load of rubbish (laughs) (laughs) Well it's a podcast no one knows (laughs) Yeah that's all good (laughs) Yeah how do you know what I'm wearing people? Uh, Why did you wear a ball gown to a podcast? I know. <laughs> what? I felt I had to make an effort, guys. Don't get out often these days. You do have three kids, so it's um, it's kind of amazing that you are an amazing 
talented photographer and you run your own business with three kids and like half the time your partner's off to another place right yeah he travels a bit with work Mm -hmm. um and it varies can be 50 percent thing can be a lot less than that it just depends yeah um yeah you know what i don't even think about it just get on with it uh and kind of like what joe was saying in the last your last podcast i i don't really think about what I'm doing beyond what it kind of suits me and I just kind of say and do what's in my head and don't give it much thought beyond that and don't like overanalyze it Uh Um, and yeah that's where sometimes like things work well and things really 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 don't work well so and a lot of what I say probably won't make sense here today people well it seems to be making sense so far so far so far because you're doing most of the talking (laughs) how are you enjoying the coffee is all right oh yeah it's it's good okay good because I was worried I brewed this for you coming in at 10, but... Yeah, I got... I don't want to see you I was late. late. But no, I was late, late because... Fine. The parking, it's, it's no, a No, what happened here. was it's people, the, the automated things in the world don't seem to understand my letter A. And they always e. think it's E. And so e. I was trying to, you know, debate with a, a, a personless automated machine and say, yeah. no, it's E. Screaming <laughs> at I was just screaming, but I was just like, come on, just get a grip. Understand my A. <laughs> so you're obviously not Canadian. I'm not. No, okay, I'm not cool. Canadian. Because it's A. A. <laughs> Although that sounded more like a New York gangster mafia. Yeah, it's like a anyway, anyway, so anyway, happy, happy St. Andrew's Day. Oh, yeah, you um, too. For the listeners out there, this is going to sound kind of weird because... <laughs> The last podcast that we recorded was only two days ago with um, We Found Love. And we said, hey, happy St. Andrew's Day then. But now it's actually St. Andrew's Day today. Did you know this? I didn't know. All right, because I've actually, my lunch is literally a haggis. And I cannot wait. Anyway, we have all things kind of Scottishy. We have uh, Tonic's Tea Cakes. Oh, fabulous. Now, I was thinking when I picked these up, these are Scottish, right? They're not British. Mm, I think they're very Scottish. Scottish. They're made okay, quite locally, great. are they not? Tunnels. Are they cool? I'm pretty sure, you yeah. You say that? Is I'd, that a place? Uh, M- M- Mildings, I can't read it properly, okay. but yeah, it's Glasgow Postcode. We've also, we've also got uh, some shortbread biscuits. Now, I picked these because I knew, funnily enough, David's getting a lot of mentions on today's podcast. <laughs> I joked how uh, all Scottish brands use a stag, and mm. on the cover of this box mm. is a stag. So, do you like shortbread? I do. I mean, only only shortbread with stags on it though. Uh, yeah, of course, of course they're not they're not stagged shape. Oh come on! I should have pre-opened these. They're all <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Makes it sound so realistic. There you go. Yeah. It does. <laughs> we also have Iron Brew. Oh wow! So Scottish. It is the Scottish and uh, some whiskey. Excellent. We've also got Brew Dog if you, if you want uh, Brew. Brewdog Punk IPA, but it's in the fridge. Coffee's good. We're not cool. going to judge at 11 o'clock in the morning. No, coffee's it's good. You know, driving kids, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got three Actually, kids. Yeah, I think give a little nip of whiskey is absolutely acceptable. <laughs> I mentioned David from Walnut Wasp in the intro of this episode. Mm. The same Walnut Wasp that uh, was in the previous episode of Perspective talking about branding, as well as the same Walnut Wasp who rebranded your business, Carolyn. Indeed. How'd that go? Um, Rubbish. I wouldn't wow. recommend them to anyone. Don't, don't you know? It's been terrible for business. Um, I've not seen an increase in excellent clients, couples <laughs> joking. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really good. <laughs> that, that video on your about you page is incredible. Yeah, it that was... kicker where you find out it's you talking. Like if if you know you, you recognise the voice. Yeah. But mm-hmm. If you don't know and you're a couple looking at it, it's like 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, I was just like thinking, you know, like for me, I always sit down at the beginning of the year and just think, right, um, how much of a budget can I create for stuff that would come under a kind of advertising, marketing, um, you know, umbrella and then how can I use that in a in a kind of clever way mm-hmm. so I try to avoid um, doing it in a traditional obvious sense so um, like with the About Me film I, I was just like that is a complete no-brainer because mm. really no one else is doing it and then yeah. it helps you just stand apart a little bit and then obviously I'm not going to do my own film because mm. that would be silly <laughs> well to be honest I uh, just going off topic the the video when you eventually come into the frame yeah I loved that shot because yeah. you're like, what is this video? I mean, you're on your website, so we, you obviously do know what the video is. But then you're like, you come in, you're like, oh, now it's getting a bit more personal. You're actually getting to see you doing you, and it's pretty. It's a good video. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. I'm really pleased with it. Th- thanks, David. You did a good job there. Yeah, well done. <laughs> you're all right. The reason anyway. I brought David up, right, because yeah. <laughs> that was a wee bit off, to- off topic there. I, I want to say because. After listening to Joe mm. Donson's podcast, he posted a story where he mentioned that we didn't talk enough about how talented a photographer Joe is and Liam. Mm. Uh, instead, we, we just talked all about how great their stories are. So I wanted to just start the podcast by saying that your work is obviously exceptionally good. I thought we were going to start by talking about Joe and how Joe's work <laughs> is exceptionally good. <laughs> because yeah. it is. Like, I think, yeah, it's I mean, incredible. We didn't talk about her photography because the topic that we were talking about for the podcast was stories. She just not so like that's her. why we focused yeah. on that. Yes. No, she's lovely. Nah, her work is incredible. Like It's just out of the park stuff. Mm-hmm. And has been kind of one of my inspirations. But um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, I'm so bad but yeah, your, yeah. Work your work is, is so good. obviously incredible. Like, yeah. There's so many photos I've seen of yours that I'm like, that is incredible. Mm. The first one on your website with the bride with the with the, uh, the cocktail festival style, the, yeah, wedding. yeah that was and good. she's like ruffled and she's not yeah. even doesn't even look like she's paying attention. She just looks like she's having fun. And the way you framed it, I just thought, man, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I just think I'm really lucky. I just get. I, I think it was sorry to go off on like you know sidetrack a little bit, but in terms of the branding, like. Um, it really helped me connect with the kind of couples that I felt comfortable and when I f- you, you know how it is you know when you're working with a couple who you feel comfortable with then you just do what you do that co- comes naturally and it doesn't feel yeah. forced yeah um, and then stuff like that happens so it's, it's nice yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah your work is incredible yes but the f- what we've got you here to talk about is it's the fusion oh pressure mm- yes <laughs> Fusion is this, it seems to be the new word that people are using to describe photographers who now offer a video product as a sort of extra. Would you agree? I would agree. So yeah, what you do Fusion, and you do it really well, like your films are good. How, what is Fusion in your words? Like, how do you describe it? I think it's a type of cuisine. <laughs> is it not? Like, I, No, I think it's a genre of music. It's just like a form of jazz, right? <laughs> jazz? Yeah, it's all these things. It's, all these it's things. actually a type of cuisine you eat while listening to jazz, I think, really. What? And that's what, what you do when you have three, three cups of coffee before 11. Um, yeah, I think fusion means nothing. Like, sorry, David, but... It and, means I mean, nothing. It means nothing in the sense of it's it's not a word that couples would relate to. Um, You're right, though. Like, mm. fusion is an industry term. It's yeah. not one yeah. that the couples know of. They're not going, I'm going to search for a fusion video, fusion photographer. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think, oh gosh, you know, I, I kind of started to do the moving thingy, filmy thing. To be honest, didn't give it much thought. I, and I'm kind of one of these people who just act on gut and instinct and don't overthink it. And I, and I put stuff out there before it's probably ready. And I look at like the first kind of film thingy that I did. And yeah. I can see so many errors and, you know, issues with it that I would obviously change. But then I think that's part of um, moving forward, really. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, I mean, our film was awful. Uh, you know what? I say awful. It was good for the time, you know. Context. Exactly. I mean, we're talking about like eight years ago, mm-hmm. or we did our first film, and it's yeah, it was a different time, a different place, and it is what it is. But now, compared to our our work, you know. Yeah, your work's phenomenal. So, so, er, so everyone starts. <laughs> so like, everyone starts somewhere. In my head, I thought, right, this is how I want my films to kind of look, and then after I produced the first one, I was like, wow, this is t- totally. Not how I imagined it to be in my head. And honestly, like, film is so... I knew it would be, but it's so incredibly tough. Like, mm. when you're looking at audio, colour grading, just all the stuff that you do as part of what you do, like, complete and utter respect to you. Um, because it's just... Yeah, it's a whole other entity. And I, I would say it's, in many respects, a completely different enterprise to photography. There are crossovers, but the processes are, to a degree, quite different. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, obviously, we've got very similar gear. So, um, you know, the the basics of composition yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Similar gear as in camera bodies and lenses, but I think True. beyond that, it yeah. then, because I've worked with you before, and yep. I mm-hmm. mean, I just could not use the kind of kit that you use Mm. and marry it alongside the photography it just would not work at all it would be yeah and there's two of you and so at the moment what I'm trying to figure out is um, a style that is going to tie in with the photography mm-hmm. um, cool. and it's easy to do and switch between the two but to come back to the question like what's fusion I don't think we've answered that and I don't really think I have an answer to that other than it's a short impressionistic wedding film that is very different to what you do so what do you do? What do we do? This isn't about us. <laughs> but you know, like I, th- I think like to get to what fusion is, I think like if you define what you do, then I yeah. think what I do is very different. It's films for the for uh, the adventurous couples. That's, the enamoured and adventurous. That's right. God, you know my tagline better than I do. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what we offer cannot be the same because we are a two-man team. With, yeah, with, totally. With, you know, two, three sets of cameras and, and lenses and you're the one shooter. I'm a one lady. Yeah, so it it could never be the same. So don't compare yourself. It could never be comparable. So how how did you get started doing Fusion as a service? Like, what made you decide to start doing films? I know you said it was quite natural, but has filmmaking always been some a passion? No, it hasn't, actually. I found, like, wedding films a lot more inspiring than actual wedding photography because I was trying to, like, tune out to wedding photography. I think I remember Mark Procura actually saying something like he um, watched wedding films or he found wedding films inspiring and then that, that was when I started to tune out to wedding photography. And, like, what, what you know, like, there's some amazing wedding filmmakers out there that are just mm. out the park yeah. and, yeah, super inspiring. Um, so there was kind of that element... But then never, ever, ever thought in a million years I'd, I'd start to, like, dabble in that. And then 
sorry, name plug again. Walnut Wasp. <laughs> do you David get, do you get commission? Is it? <laughs> so yeah, so Walnut Wasp are offering this fusion workshop, and at that point, I thought mm, that would be really interesting. Uh, he was doing it, I think, in the April, but I had well, not, but I had a baby in the March, and um, well, I did actually suggest to David. I thought, oh, David, have you got a space? Maybe I could come along with my baby, and. Um, Kind of knowing that he probably wouldn't go for that. And he said, oh, I don't know how much you'll get out of that, Carlan, as opposed to saying, Carlan, that's a ridiculous idea. I'm not having a baby. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, at that point, I just thought, oh, do you know, um, I really fa- fancy um, seeing how this could potentially work or not for me. So uh, I had a, this is far too much information for you people. However, I had a section with my baby and um, I had six weeks of recovery time, which was effectively like a holiday when you have preschoolers. So I was like recovering for six weeks. Hear that? Being a mother is like being on holiday. No, no, no. Recovering <laughs> from a section. <laughs> because you don't have to like do that much. Yeah. You know, I'm like, kidding. <laughs> I know you are. I felt my wife hit me from, from Bishop Briggs. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So at that point, I just kind of sat down and got the books out. Not the actual books, but like the Google, Googling things out um, and did a course on Linda and LYNDA, uh, kind of got to grips with Final Cut Pro and all that stuff and just decided, you know what, I'm going to go for this. And that's my little story. Yeah. Mm, all right. Cool. I thought you'd been doing it before no. the workshop was announced. When 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 was the wedding that we last worked with you? Uh, July 2017. Was that not like okay. you were only... Just I was really there. sick that yeah. day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thinking about that made, makes me nauseated. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you mentioned video at that point. Oh, I can't remember. Guess we did. Anyway, yeah, as well. So, like I said before, I was on your website. It doesn't mention anything about video. Nope. It doesn't. Um, so what the plan is, is to, into early next year, I we are going to kind of redesign the website. And David make, didn't do a good enough job the first time? Yeah, I've got someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course, well, not was doing it because they, they're great and they, they're really good. They get inside my head. But anyway, um, we're going to make that more of a central part of the website and really push that. And actually, I've not been pushing the film side of things at the moment because mm-hmm. I deliberately wanted a chance to kind of get to grips with it and figure out how it fit you in with the photography and what it meant to me. Oh no, who is this? Oh, it's Susie Lee! Susie! Susie's ah! back from holiday, ladies and gentlemen, this is very exciting! Come on, Susie! I guess the fear is! <laughs> Break for hugs! Oh my goodness! Good effort, Missy. <sighs> yeah, you're, you know what? Dior. Nice! <laughs> you're not slumming it, are you, Susie? <laughs> you're really here just for the cakes, aren't you? And you got packages to open. Look, it's like Christmas already. Wait, they're gifts for us? <laughs> I've read the customs label on it. Some of it's not gifts, surely. <laughs> You're so nosy. <laughs> well, she, no, she said on Facebook. She said on Facebook that it's gifts for us. So mm. I went and looked. I was like, ooh. I'm sorry, did you say a sponge and spatula? It's massive. You bought a spatula. How big is that spatula? What? It's lovely to have you back. So, uh,. You're you're going to rebrand your website and you're going to focus oh, on the films. Not, yeah, not rebrand, just so kind I, of re- refresh. The, rejig, yeah, rejiggy, yeah, yeah. rejiggy the website. Yeah, cool. totally. Oh, focus sorry. on the films. Yeah, so just like uh, yeah, so just um, get get some content on the website, which really 
push the film side of thing and then yeah. articulate exactly what it is it means to me. Because yeah. that's the thing, this fusion thing might mean something else to someone else. With that in mind, do your clients, have they been confused when you say you do video and they're like, I don't see your website. Or, yeah, how does it work at the moment? When, yeah. when or how do you know to mention fusion to them? If somebody has shown a slight interest... When do you let them know that that's something you can do? Um, Two-part answer. Like last year, what I did was I approached a small number of couples who'd already booked and who I knew didn't have filmmakers booked because I kind of felt like I didn't want to be potentially taking business away from Mm -hmm. other filmmakers. So Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, approached them as like, look, I'm providing this as an add-on service. This is what it is. And the people who I approached were all totally up for it, which is amazing. Very cool. Yeah, really, really pleased about that. And then um, this year, what I've done is, or for weddings this year who booked it, um, they've inquired and then when I've replied, I've said, and this is a, an awesome add-on service. It's, But the main thing is, is that I make really, really, really clear is that, that it's not like a full feature length type film is what you would do. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's really different. And I, I make that really clear and, you know, make clear that, um, there may be audio, there may not be audio. <laughs> audio. Yeah. Um, it's more impressionistic mm-hmm. um, interpretation of the day. Um, the photography is primary. And I've had some couples who've come back and said, yeah, that's great, we'd love to book that. And other people have said, um, no, we'd rather have a filmmaker or no, that's rubbish. No, they've not said it's rubbish, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, as Simon said, has there been any confusion as to what it is? Like when you say it's not a no. full-fledged film... Has there been anybody that's not understood the difference? Has there been confusion about fusion? <laughs> so, sorry. Raising the game here with the awesome joke, joke making here. Uh, I'm a dad of three. You should understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for jokes in my life. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. So what's been really helpful is just providing examples and making mm-hmm. it really, you know, because. I make it really clear, it's between two and three minutes, it may have audio, it may not have audio, and then send some links out. Actually, my Fusion films are on my, my Vimeo site, at the my Vimeo page at the moment. Yes, you sent me some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For reference. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. I think you might, uh, not to be condescending in any way, because your films are very good, but we'll be talking about tips and tricks later, oh, and yeah, one yeah. of them might be very helpful for you. Uh, what has been the toughest thing about get into grips for video mm. for, from a photographer's point of view because like you said they are obviously very different yeah they are they are so so different like oh gosh sometimes just feel like I've not got the amount of coverage that I would like from the film side of things because I mm. go into it with like photography head and I'm you know that's my primary focus yeah. and that's what I'm yeah. getting paid the bulk of the fee for mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's been the, the so when it comes to like the, the post and creating a kind of narrative story something that kind of makes meaning um, mm-hmm. sometimes because I feel like I'm lighter in you know con- content with the film that that can be the most challenging thing mm-hmm. do you know what it's like when you're starting out just there's so like I'm really open to all the hit tips that you can give me because uh, yeah, I just feel like there is just such a huge learning curve involved in all of this. Mm. I mean, we still feel like that, that we don't have mm. enough footage. Yeah, at and the I, end of a wedding day, <laughs> Simon's usually driving home oh going, my God. Oh my, do you think we've got enough? Like, do you, do you have enough of this? Do you think we've got enough of that? Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Which is and, insane, because we have yeah. so much footage. Once it's we not get even real. Edit, he realises, oh, we've got tons. Like, yeah. what was I worrying about? But 
even but the next I, wedding he still thinks the same he's like oh do we have enough do we have enough yeah I, I, it's i don't know it's just built in me i, I just yeah. I, I have a little panic but it's it makes me feel good because for some reason the more nervous i am after wedding the yeah. more great their wedding film seems to be oh like yeah. the, there was okay. a one where there was a we were in the secret herb garden in edinburgh and you know at, at the end of the night people were supposed to be playing games and and having some fun stuff and and doing all that kind of stuff and they didn't do anything they just had their dinner and then had the after dinner i've eaten too much slump mm-hmm. and that made me panic i was like how am i gonna pull an edit out of this and i'm like ah turns out i had so much footage and they had so much fun throughout the day with the little bits you know llamas coming in and and family and just having a good time llamas but- so hipster <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, the the film came out great. Oh well, that's reassuring because I, so, I mean, gosh, I'll have so much less coverage than you have then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got so much coverage. In terms of uh, how do you approach it on the day? Like, obviously, mm. your main focus is the photography. Yeah. So, what's your workflow and mindset? In in terms of when am I going to switch over to video mode or when am I going to get certain shots? Like, in all honesty, just when I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. I, like I don't it. have a plan like I'm honestly I'm not one of these people that like hyper plan and I'm so so like um, just go with my gut and how I kind of feel in yeah. the day and the kind of vibe that I'm getting um, I mean generally very loosely I'd like something from each bit of the day whatever that means the ideal combination for me is a couple who feel really comfortable with mm-hmm. and then um, just feeling quite nervous because I've not planned things and that just seems to work really well for me yeah with those elements and not overthinking it because the minute I overthink things I just find like the spontaneity goes and mm-hmm. then you end up like becoming a slave to that plan and yeah. I don't know it just doesn't work very well for me I think other people need to do that some sorry I don't mean it like other people some people need to do that yeah. just for a safety net but yeah no absolutely yeah. I mean it could blow up in my face one day like quite royally and <laughs> <laughs> there goes the, the end of Harper Scott photo goodbye <laughs> so do you, would you like storyline your film at the point of post in post I make the story yeah so yeah. like you don't go into filming the day with a kind of plan or a story in mind there you just a, then pull it out through post there's a little plan so on the morning of each wedding and it is the morning of I I, I try not to let my mind have too much information before a wedding because then I do get <laughs> too controlling with one stuff but um, you know really uh, I will look down at the information and the key things that I'm looking for is in the question describe your wedding in five words and if those words are like energetic kind of words right then I'm gonna go right okay I'm going to use handheld shooting instead of using a glycam. Or if they say something like, oh, luxury, um, romantic, you know, honest, these kind of words, then I'm going to use the glycam and be more smooth with the way I film and that kind of stuff. I'm going to steal that from my website, from my contact form. I think that's a great idea. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good idea. It is, Thanks right? for that assignment. No, you're, you're <laughs> very welcome. On. You're very welcome. <laughs> I mean, well, I, you you don't, shoot because obviously you're doing both on the same day right yeah you're not you won't have any supporting gear no and that's a point where i have to just accept the circumstances within which I, you know i'm, I'm filming mm-hmm. i actually find handheld a bit annoying sometimes yeah. visually like when i'm watching it i find it quite annoying yeah 
but it just the glide cam thing I prefer the look of aesthetically and personally but it does not suit what I'm doing yeah, yeah. it would get in the way of totally doing get both. In the way. Yeah. and I did try like um, a little oh what are they called a little a gimbal uh, no I didn't go down a gimbal route okay but some oh, I can't remember what does it look like is it like a C a balancey thing you know oh, uh, what are they called a merlin a steadicam merlin steadicam yeah steady I tried the steadicam uh-huh. um, and it was just too it just got in the way and then it started yeah. to interfere yeah. with the kind of stills I wanted to get so it just, yes. yeah, it just yeah. didn't, didn't so, work so are you using the same sort of body or bodies and lens exactly the same and just yeah, switch same, over same yeah. two cameras two lenses two bodies two lenses and just switch over obviously I have backups in my bag but ah. generally don't touch them yeah cool yeah so yeah <clears throat> adding extra sort of support gear would hamper the photography which is the main thing yeah, yeah. totally so it makes sense to be shooting handheld mm-hmm. uh, but are you using like a harness or can't remember what you wear yeah you've shooting. got a hold fast kind of style uh, yeah, harness yeah, right with two yeah, cameras yeah yeah totally and i did like try i mean i do try because really, i use fuji and they don't have great well they don't have inbuilt stabilization mm, and that yeah. that's a, that is a bit frustrating because then it is super jerky at times yeah. so i do try just to balance it against things and just try to get that yeah. more steady motion get as many yeah, yeah. points of yeah. contact your body as you can mm-hmm. yeah like like that well, I don't know. Tense up the strap <laughs> yeah. on the camera, all yeah. those tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they'll certainly help. But then I also those. like, you know, um, loads of the kind of accidental things that just happen by virtue of being handheld. So mm. sometimes I have like my camera still turned on filming and it's facing the ground, but sometimes I get like footage <laughs> I can use. So I would say 80% of what I do is unplanned and accidental. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone <laughs> leaves the record button on, right? Oh, yeah. Even me when I'm having conversations. <laughs> no, with Greg. you don't. You're too professional for that. Oh no, I do. I do. We haven't we haven't not pushed the record button for a very long time, but that was a thing. And uh, yeah, so watch out for that. Okay, yeah. that's not in the tips and tricks, but uh, is it not? Okay, it should be. Hit the record button. Uh, let's let's go on to editing time. How how long does it take you to edit a full wedding gallery in photos? Do you know, I really can't answer that because the kids, like, the kids are just little time vampires. So, <laughs> oh gosh, at the moment it's taking me forever. But I mean, in theory, it should, once I get everything in, um, I mean, I generally cull on the wedding day. Uh, I'll, I'll cull most of it during the meal and then um, culling takes me like a couple hours. And then in terms of the uh, edit, um, probably I could do it in a day quite easily, have mm-hmm. everything done and dusted in a day. All right, okay, cool. Yeah, film is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, so then... Yeah, for the, so we've got... That that, that's how long it takes for photos. sense the next question. How long does it take to edit your fusion film? I just, like, two hours. Joking. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no way. It's so easy. Can I hire you? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what you're moaning about, honestly. It's so easy. <laughs> um... No, it takes a lot longer. It takes a lot longer. And because it's new to me, you know, it's like when mm-hmm. I started editing weddings at first, it took two kgs. So yeah. um, I'm sure my, my workflow will, will speed up, but definitely, I guess if I didn't have the kids around and was sitting at it, I, I would probably say like three days okay. for me at the moment mm-hmm. for a kind of two to three minute yeah. impressionistic fusion film. Two, three minutes. Yeah. It takes you three days. Yeah, that's where okay. I'm like, what you do is mega. <laughs> In terms of the more feature length things, I still yeah. make the argument, like, what we do is very different. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of leads us on to 
probably a great strain of contention within the industry and why maybe some people don't like the idea of photographers doing fusion. How do you price your fusion add-on? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Because I guess the idea is that other videographers would see it or do see it as undercutting to a certain degree. However, you've just said that you've gone to your past couples who don't have videographers because you don't want to take any clients away from people. That's an horrible stance I think most people should have. I just want to make clear that we don't see it as undercutting because, as you keep saying, it's a totally different product. So it's not undercutting. But some people in the industry feel that it undervalues or... Yeah, which I totally get. And if I were them, I would... I don't know. Would I think... I would probably see it as it's a different product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would think that. Actually, I would probably think, oh, yeah, game on. Let me, sh- you know, really show that person what can be done. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's show yeah, couples that they yeah. need prop, like full-on yeah, wedding yeah, films yeah, totally. rather than a fusion yeah. they, they should yeah. take it as a challenge yeah. but it's just 100%. like you know there's there's enough couples for us all in the sense of mm. um, that like okay so I generally find a lot of the couples I would work with generally don't have a film yeah and, it, and a lot of the couples who are attracted to me and who book me um, would they like they just don't want a lot of people around mm. and so that's why what I'm doing really suits them because they're just like oh, that's perfect, Caroline. We just want, like, a couple of minutes. We don't want, like, you know, another person or another couple of people. So I really think, like, what I'm doing here with the the kind of fusion thing is it's it's a sweet spot in terms of my kind of business and business strategy, if you want to get all fancy about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like, you're saying that the edit takes way longer in proportion to your photos at the moment because it's still new, but do you feel that you're financially rewarded for that? Pricing wise, do you feel that it's beneficial? I, I I do a small number of weddings a year. Okay, I the sweet spot for me is between twelve and fifteen weddings. That's that's what I can manage and creative mm-hmm. creatively, that's just what feels like it's a creative enterprise before like it becoming too businessy and overwhelming workload wise. Yeah. So from that point of view, twelve to fifteen. And so um the way I can look at the fusion thing is like, well, how can I like enhance my couple's experience by giving them a kind of product that they wouldn't necessarily be adding on if I weren't, you know, offering it. And then secondly, how can I, like, this will sound really calculating, it's not, but can, how can I kind of maximise the potential financial return, which does sound yeah. like really, really calculating, but it's not that... Um, it's just being efficient with your time. Like, yeah. You only, yeah, Like you said, you only yeah, do tw- so. 12 or whatever it is. You're, you don't want to be booking any more weddings. No, definitely not. So, yeah, you, you're going to put more value into that so people but film can spend is so interesting like film is fascinating and it, it, it says things and does things and, and, and conveys a different feel to what photography does yeah. and that's the bottom line mm-hmm. and I think it really enhances the f- photography yeah yeah I do yeah, too throughout the years like we've always said to couples that if they've sort of inquired with us and they're like oh you're over budget we're always like well get a videographer like we know we're over budget, but find someone to do something because it is such a different feeling that it gives after the wedding. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. yeah, so I think fusion is great for that because it gives another option to these people who, as you say, weren't going to get something like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if you're a videographer and you're and you're worried about a two to five minute film mm. taking business away from you, then I mean, 
I don't. You I don't bigger think things to worry about. You want bigger things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Make your product better or more unique or make yourself stand out in the marketplace or you know, like don't don't worry. Take it as a challenge and um, yeah. Blow the and then similarly, I've seen not to mention any names, obviously. Mention names. Like, <laughs> do it, do okay. It. Uh, no, I've I've seen like some um, films that are filmmakers, videographers, uh, probably videographers really, who are um, charging probably on par to or slightly slightly more to what I'm charging, or slightly less than what I'm charging for like I'm, I'm far far shorter film. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, it's not very good. And it's not anywhere near what likes of you guys do. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like that, you know, raise your game, sort what you're doing out, sort you know. So yeah, well, that yeah, that that's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. understand the business that you are mm-hmm. in. If people yeah. are worried about undercutting, like you're probably charging not enough money for your service, so push up your pricing. Yeah, there's that too. Like, so how does your post production workflow go? Do you you said you called almost on the wedding, which incredible i've not yeah. heard of anybody doing that good use of time yeah oh i think yeah, there's someone you, else who does that i can't think Eric? i'm sure jo- jen owens does oh yeah, yeah okay. i'm sure she does um oh yeah but like that's just a no-brainer you've got an hour and a half sometimes when you have a meal yeah. like sometimes longer it's just, it's like, you see a lot on. of people backing <laughs> up their stuff then yeah but actually colin that's like i do the highlight during the meal yeah. I, I pull yeah, the highlight yeah. and then, you know, if I get something amazing in the evening, uh, which actually, you know, quite often does likewise, so I yeah. have to go yeah. back to it. But yeah. But yeah, so when when do you start to work on the film as opposed to the photos in post-production? Oh, after. so once I've delivered the wedding, I need to, sorry, the photos, I need to do that first and get my head into the feel of the wedding. Yeah. Okay. And then that k- helps me establish a, the sense of the kind of tone uh-huh. and the motion of it all. Yeah. Um, that... And then, then I would start on the film. Yeah. All right, cool. And to see what audio I've got, because, I, I, you know, in an ideal world, I'll get some audio. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, so we mentioned gear earlier, and you talked about the camera bodies, but what audio gear are you taking, or how are you, how are you capturing that? Well, hang on, hang on, because we're getting more into the how-to of a fusion, right? We should probably do the ad break. Oh, yeah. Right, now... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, forcing it in there without a segue. Now, you will have just listened to Joe Dawson's thing. I don't know if I kept in the edit whether where I begged her to do the ad read and she said no. Did, was that in it? Yes. You'd, cool. No, maybe. Maybe. Well, um, <laughs> it's now going to be a thing that we get the guest to do the ad read. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you fancy it? Try it. I don't think I'll do it very well, but <clears throat> let's try it. <laughs> right, so... With Jack was built from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives. Is that too ironic? Uh, the, 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 the read whether you provide a service like design, development, and photography or offer advice to clients with Jack is for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance shouldn't be complicated, so with Jack has made every step easy. You'll deal with one form and talk to one Jack so you can sign up. That sounds good. Get covered and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff. It means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye-bye, unnecessary fuss. Hello, creative-friendly insurance. 
be a competent creative. There we yes, go. Yes, well done. <laughs> Thank you. I've listened to a lot of your, your podcast, so I feel like I have internalised this, this quite well. <laughs> you read quite well. Uh, I like that little accent. Six out of the, ten. The, the radio voice accent that you did for the I've insurance read. <laughs> So thank you for that. Uh, Obviously, you're insured, right? No, don't bother with that. Of course I am. (laughs) Well, next time you're due to renew, you should check out with Jack. Indeed, I will. I only say that. I shall. I only say that because uh, other people have found it really cheap and it covers what they need it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I will look into that. Plus, Ashley is a babe. Ashley Baxter. Ashley Baxter. Mm. Yeah, I started fo- following her last night. Oh yeah, um, yeah. She's oh. got. She has Instagram page, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, and a blog. I don't know if she does the blog as much. Thank you for reading that, Adreed. We're going to go on to talking about making a fusion video. Okay. Cool. Like settings and stuff. Like, well, we'll start with settings because I feel like you know. Oh, settings! I was thinking you meant like. <laughs> Settings We're on a as beach. in physical <laughs> landscape. <laughs> My <laughs> God. Oh, great settings, <sighs> like the technical stuff. Auto. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Jokes. originally I was going to talk about <clears throat> camera gear, but let's face it, if you're shooting Fusion, you're probably shooting with the camera gear that you've already got mm-hmm. that usually has a video mode. Yep. So all you need to do is just switch that switch over and you're in a different world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're getting really in depth here with It's our... like beyond me already. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have um, the camera and ask you ah, to set it up for video. Right, okay. <laughs> Boom. Here we uh, go. So what camera are you shooting? The with? Fuji. And how are you finding that when you switch to video mode? Like fine. I, yeah. I yeah, it's got like a little um toggle at the top. I don't know what other cameras are like because I've been yeah. using Fuji that's, since twenty thirteen and before that I was used Canon. Uh but yeah, like so the Fuji one of the things I like about Fuji is it's it's kinda like a really um what's the word like physical experience so like the buttons tactile. click and everything uh, yeah, yeah tactile yeah, yeah. that'd be it so you know you can like literally feel the click so i'll so for example i'll be looking through the viewfinder my eyes widen a bit so I'll go like Fuji, this. it's mirrorless so it yes. must be an evf that's got yeah. electronic viewfinder. Yeah. yeah yeah so you're seeing what you're recording through there yeah yeah, video mode, yeah. yeah. there is a world of difference when you switch to video mode. Oh, totally. Because different. obviously with video mode, you're dealing with obviously a d- completely different file. Yeah. A type of file. And uh, usually, unlike shooting with uh, photos where you're probably dealing with raw files and you've got that dynamic range, you really don't have that with video. And in general, you're, pl- I mean, are you shooting 4K or are you shooting 1080? Uh, 4K. Because you do both. You're shooting with the same cameras, same lenses, and you're probably shooting handheld yeah yeah because you like we mentioned before you've got your is that hold fast that you have yeah hold fast yeah with your two cameras mm-hmm, swinging mm-hmm. you crazy loon <laughs> so you mentioned if only the- i was as cool as my harness <laughs> yeah <laughs> so even though you're shooting 4k it's still not the file size uh like pixel size of an image mm-hmm. yep agreed. so what's that been like getting used to the kind of smaller you know, things yeah like that? yeah definitely i mean it is a different beast isn't it mm. uh, you definitely don't have the same dynamic range i mean i shoot stills in a very well i suppose most we all have our own style and our own way of shooting so generally i would be underexposing by a couple of stops yep. yeah the stills and that 
does I, I would usually go a stop maybe or depends doesn't it it depends on yeah. on the the kind of context as to yeah. whether or not I'm underexposing yeah I mean you really don't have much room for error before you're starting to lose important detail and you just mm. can't bring it back in post no. and I think that's probably where it is a lot more challenging but then again I just don't overthink it I'm just like right okay that's how it is and just quickly adapt to that camera and how it shoots yeah and kind of making it work for me does the mm-hmm. fuji when you switch away from video mode and then switch back does it maintain the settings no no so, so you have to like really back, quickly you yeah get your exposure yeah. right okay yeah yeah so that's where i like the fuji's tactility and yeah. it's just and um, because i'm obviously shooting full manual for both um I like that because you really have to think both times like what your settings are at and so that's where I think you just I don't know I just think you have to be really comfortable switching between the two and thinking really quickly and being comfortable really comfortable with your kit let's talk about settings Mm. then because the settings again are totally different beasts from photographers for the most part Um, what you have mentioned is the frame rate you're shooting at mmm because obviously photographers don't have frame rates. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have they do have shutter speed. Indeed. And so do we. Mm-hmm. But frame rate is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what frame rate are you? Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Cool. What, what what's your frame rate? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> let's chat Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so for us, if we're shooting something that has audio, yeah, it will be twenty five frames per second. Yeah, which is a standard in sort of the UK and all PAL regions if it's not got dialogue so if it's not ceremony or speeches uh-huh. then we'll shoot probably at 50p uh-huh. mm-hmm. so as we've got the option of slowing it down in post and then relating to those things you kind of need to balance your shutter speed yeah because the reason you shoot at 25 frames per second is so that you have the ability to get the right type of motion blur mm-hmm. But if you don't have your shutter speed set right, then your motion blur is going to look wrong anyway. And that's where I've made some mistakes in the the first few films is just not getting the shutter speed right yeah. and then just messing it up. And you just can't, you just, there's nothing you can do post to sort that out. No. Yeah. It's, no, once, it's it, once it's done, it's, it's yeah. So the general rule is that you shoot with double your frame rate oh, okay. for your shutter speed. So if you're shooting at 25 frames per second... You want to be shooting at a 50th. Yeah, at least a 50th. So mm-hmm. ideally a 150th so as it's got the correct amount of motion blur. Mm-hmm. But if you're not using an ND filter to sort of mm-hmm. stop it down, sometimes you have to crank up your shutter speed. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. never want to crank it down mm-hmm. because then that's going to look horrible. Yeah, yeah and I've crank- definitely experienced that on a number of occasions and that's where like the learning cup's massive, isn't it? Because th- yeah. these things that are super yeah. fundamental to you, you're just like... As someone like me who's a newbie to it and just like kind of learning by trial by fire, mm. yeah, it, you just learn these things super quick and then just make sure you don't do them again. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I still get the shutter speed wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tweak yeah. to, to, to 50, but I'll, I'll forget to do the shutter speed sometimes. Mm. But then that's the pace of the wedding day, isn't it? Yeah. It's just yeah. things happen so quickly that mm. you just, you, you do make mistakes. Yeah. And obviously, I should say, we're obviously based in Scotland, a PAL region. If you're listening from a region that is NTSC, mm-hmm. settings are different. As we discovered when we went to Austin, your 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 heritage for your electricity is different. Yeah, but so, the shutter speed rule... But the shutter speed the rule always applies. Yeah. You always want to be double. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned that 
sometimes you don't like the look of the handheld sort mm-hmm. of look mm-hmm. and some of that might come down to the fact that you're shooting at high shutter speed yeah and you're handheld so it's exaggerated a wee bit mm-hmm. but there was one film i watched on your website and it's quite high pace and yeah sort of fast action that really worked like i I like that sort of look for that style of film but it suits mm-hmm. that style of film if yeah, I was yeah. to do something similar-ish to what you're doing, it just would not work at all mm-hmm. on any level. Like we said, if we're slowing down, mm-hmm. you'd mm-hmm. shoot a 50 mm-hmm. to play back at 25 frames per second. That can be very handy if you're shooting handheld. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have ever considered that. Just like, because it does, it can take out the noticeable, the noticeability of, your, your the jitters and and the kind of handheld motion and another reason is because I haven't planned anything in post I don't know whether I'm going to be slowing stuff down or speeding things up but I like the option so, yeah and I, I think know, actually be- that's the thing like I think um, because I've started doing this this year I, I I would still say like there's so much that I'm figuring out in terms of this kind of stylistic line that I want to be going down mm-hmm. um, and I. And I think um, I do like the kind of high, faster paced, faster transitions, snappy, handheld things that ties in well with the photography. But it does, in terms of frame rate, it does kind of more limit what you're doing in post, the way that I've been doing mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in regards to audio, you capture audio sometimes on the day. Yeah, yeah. You, you particularly pointed out the sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but then it's about establishing expectations because it comes down to the product because what you're offering, you're generally offering audio and that's a very integral part to what, what you're doing and your final product. Whereas mine is, a, what I'm doing is a, it's a different kind of a product yeah. and it is the photography is primary yeah. Um, and so I've got yeah. So I'm using these like little Sony recorders, which yeah, I really like, and they're amazing. They are so good yeah. for under a hundred quid. Oh my word! Because I've got yeah. like the Zoom H1, and I do like that. And I know it's phenomenal and can do great things. But in terms of just quick stuff, it's just that the, the Sony's great. Yeah. So yeah. how do you decide on the day whether you do record it, or do you always record it, and then it's just a case of post production deciding? Yeah, a bit, a bit of both, really. I mean, um, you, again, it's tra- kind of trial and error and finding your feet. But sometimes, I, you know, during the ceremony, um, I'll, I'll not put the um, recorders on the right people and just miss great audio. And, you know, sometimes I'm not given the right, you know, sometimes maybe a bride and groom or whoever forget to tell me a, a particular reading that's been done that would be awesome for audio. And, yeah, yeah like... Um, and and again, it's about setting expectations. And my yeah. couple are my couples are not expecting guaranteed audio. As I, I how I word it is, audio may be incorporated, but not yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, because that's one thing that being a two shooter full time video team mm. is beneficial. Because it means that before our ceremony, Simon can be getting shots of guests arriving mm. and. All that sort of candid stuff. Yeah. While I just go, okay, I'll focus on the audio. And I find everybody who's going to speak during the ceremony, yeah. put a mic on each person. Yeah. Mm. Whereas for fusion shooters, there's usually one person, even if they're a two person team, it's still just an extra thing to think about. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're only making up one, maybe two people. Yeah, a couple of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those ones are great because the H1s are great. 
and they have the lapel, obviously, mm-hmm. but not everyone has pockets. <laughs> well, this is this is see, so, these are all the this, things that um, I'm discovering with getting into film. It's just like yeah. the, the, you know, simple things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where do you put it if you've not got a pocket? Yeah, exactly. So that's where the little clip on mics are super, yeah. and the audio know, right? quality is pretty decent, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, we've linked them in the show notes. Oh, have you multiple times because we're big advocates for them but i'll do it again if so anyone's interested mm-hmm. so you're you're still so you're using them quite we we have both yeah, yeah um, the audio is sort of not transitional but mm. we still use the uh, zoom h1 mm-hmm. with a lavalier microphone yeah yeah because it's still the best quality compared to the sony it is yeah. definitely far better but the sony's are so close especially when you do a wee bit of work in post-production yeah. that the convenience of them yeah. So we have a bunch of them that we take to most weddings and it's yeah. just like scatter them around yeah. everybody who's going to speak. Yeah. yeah, there is one flaw, obviously. And I think you can buy things to put over them, but they're not great in the wind. Oh my so word, no, not at all. When yeah. we have an yeah. elopement, it's usually always uh, the lavalier on yeah. the chest and then you've got the dead cat. <laughs> Which is which is the fluffy sock that you put over the mic, mm-hmm. just so people. But the, that's the thing. That's okay. So, for example, um, if 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 I was doing a windy outdoors ceremony, then I know that I'd need to be using a lavalier on a zoom my zoom H one and probably yeah. some sort of muffler. But when I get to that point, I'm just like, right. In terms of my decision making pro- process and priorities. I would then say, right, that's going to start to really interfere with my ability to do things and it would potentially start to compromise the photography. I'm talking about like things being really quick pace and it's only me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'd probably say, right, maybe I have to like sacrifice the audio and that's fine because my, my, my client, my couple, I don't like using clients, my couples know that. Um, yeah, they know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why on a, like, on a full-fledged wedding where you're maybe in a barn or something there's no wind the Sonys are amazing because you just run oh, up somebody go so good, just yeah. get pop this on you boop done mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so yeah but then again that that's where it's a different product like, what we're offering like it's, it's a different product that's a diff- slightly different approach mm-hmm. well I'd say it's quite a significantly different approach yeah because we yeah. feel we have to get every source of audio yeah yeah. whereas you're like ah, I'm not going to get <laughs> audio today because it's going to be too awkward yeah I feel <laughs> yeah. you know well, it's my, my one of my favorite quotes, and I've totally forgotten who it was. It's like David, David Lynch. It's so. David Lynch, and uh, he says that film is fifty percent visuals and fifty percent audio. Do you agree with that? Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I think even even more so for wedding films, audio is more important. Yeah, I um, mean the films that I've managed to get really nice audio. It, 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 it's just it's a game changer. And that yeah. would be something I would like to work on for next year yeah. is trying to increase um, the amount of usable, good quality audio that I'm getting. So it might, you know, so, yeah, so... Sticking on audio, Ooh, your, yes. your music choices in the films that I've seen has been brilliant, like upbeat, fast pace, really good. Where are you sourcing that music from? What websites? I make my own music. Do you? No. <laughs> you know what? I was like, you were about to blow my mind there. It's like, boom. <laughs> I quite like Music Bed. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But, but I, I think your soundtracks are absolutely on point for your brand. And I just think like, if I was to hear a, a soundtrack, a music, a music choice, I'd be like, 
Right, you've got a choice of like five filmmakers or whatever. Yeah, music yeah. bed and what's the other one? Sound, soundstripe. soundstripe. Like, like I've got a whole load well. of um, favourites that oh, cool. I think like you know when I'm going through, I'll, you probably do this, but I'll favourite things. I think, well, that suits the kind of Harper Scott brand. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah um, I do that all the time. But yeah. then similarly, I'm not like a slave to them, a slave to it, because like so for some weddings, it just doesn't suit my brand. Is, mm-hmm. is it? I don't know if that makes sense, but. I'm just like maybe if it suits a different music choice that wouldn't necessarily be my choice for how it, you know my brand. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. It's got, suit, it's got to suit your sort of overall brand style and the couple sort of thing. Yeah, couple first, couple yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. I find that really hard. Uh-huh. I'm. I always go. Obviously, you said the couple first. I'm always couple first, but I push it as far as I can. Me too. Like as far as I can go. Yeah. And sometimes, not very often. But they've, there was one occasion where they asked me to change it, Ooh, right, and I was okay. like, I, "I totally get where you're coming from here." It was it was a one at Kinkel Buyer at New Year Hogmanay. They asked me to change because I used two. Is tracks. that the, the one with the two grooms? No, oh, no, no, it's Stagen. not. All right, okay, um, it was Hogmanay, and the uh, it, the first part. So it's two different tunes, or I think now it's maybe just the one. But I had one part, and then it broke into this kind of drunken kind of piano-y vibey song mm. which I thought well everyone's getting drunk so yeah you know, but they didn't like it so uh, you've also got a uh, song Freedom yeah yeah uh, Music Bed and yeah Soundstripe mm-hmm. yeah, do you play there is other ones but yeah within those you've got yeah. more I think Soundstripe and Music Bed are pretty on yeah. point. Music really Bed's always been sort of the top of the industry. More expensive, yeah. but it's always mm. been. But it's worth it to get the right music. kind of sound, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, for the sake of 50, 50 euro or whatever it is. Yeah, so do you pay it. by track or do you, are you a, a subscription? No, I can't justify. Um, uh, I, I just pay by track. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, okay. They've only just mm-hmm. recently announced the subscription for True. Music um, Bed. Totally yeah, worth for it music, for you. For music but bed. yeah, not, not for me at this stage. So let's talk next about post-production Woohoo. The post-production is going to be where you spend most of your time Absolutely The value proposition of how much you're charging That's where you're going to feel that the most Oh yeah It's where you're going to feel your life disappearing <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's painful it, 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 it is painful It is painful It's not, it's exciting It's exciting, the creative opportunity And creating a product that is, you know That's like, true Yeah, I think, it's an, I think it's quite exciting But definitely it's where the time is spent yeah. So one of the uh, photographers I was speaking to was Sequoia. Oh, yeah. From Mirrorbox. Mm, mm, now, mm. I obviously was speaking to her at the Glasgow Wedding Collective mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. the one that was in Glasgow. And she mentioned something about her editing. Now, I didn't get much time to chat with her about it. They so do the stop I, motion films, don't they? As well, they do. They, yeah, they, yeah they're, they're really yeah, cool. Yeah, they're really um, cool. So I emailed her having known that we were going to be talking mm, about fusion mm-hmm. and she asked when I'm editing photos I think of the day as a linear but clear progression from the bride preps through to the first dance mm. but really great videos I've seen cut the day together in a mixed up order mm. so how do you retain your thinking on that how do you see the edit before you start making it so how do you approach your editing is it do you edit like that linearly Right, so what I would say is at the moment where I'm at is when I pull all the clips in and I see what I've got, I personally I've got a really short attention span mm-hmm. and I get bored super quickly. So if I find if something's too linear, I'm more likely to switch off because it's going to be more predictable, isn't it? Oh yeah, I understand. So 
Um, but but then similarly, if you're mixing it up and making it more um, cinematic, then uh, uh, visually it has to make sense. Yeah. And there's got to be that kind of oh, storytelling narrative element to it. And that's mm-hmm. that's something, I mean, you could spend a lifetime on and still yeah. not establish oh, yeah, a style. So... From so to, I suppose to like address that question, it's a case of like okay, get the feel of the film with the soundtrack, and then hear what you've got audio wise, and then mm-hmm. look at the look at the film clips, and then actually I'll sit and just think about it for a couple of days, just mull it over yeah. before I do anything, and just have a little think of what what might work, and then start playing about with edits and timelines and oh my word i mean it does take a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it really yeah. does <laughs> yeah no totally and i suppose there's only so much you can do like obviously i, I don't know the length of sequoia's films yeah so there's only so much storytelling you can do with a two to five minute two to six minute two to four two to four minute Let's film be specific like, about this. <laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't go too crazy mm-hmm. because to tell a great story you need the time to be mm-hmm. able to do stuff it really depends on what kind of length. But then I think that's one of the I think that's one of the you know challenges of doing fusion and like I mean ultimately I'm a one man. I, 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 Harper Scott is is it is I. It you is know you. I don't have a second shooter. Mm-hmm. And all the kind of fusion films I've produced so far, it's all been like solo shooting, both stills and film. And so, mm-hmm. like what I said earlier on, I mean I love that challenge and I think it's fascinating to try and tease out a a, a, a film a film thing (laughs) from from that approach and some people might say it's completely idiotic and insane but i I find (laughs) it really fascinating and i love like the energy of just like all that thinking but um yeah i mean one of the challenges is is just the the coverage like what i was saying before you know Mm. it's it's photography first and film seconds and so it's like then trying to create that kind of narrative out of what you have Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna have a lot less than what you have uh yeah 100 percent you just mentioned your solo shooter. I don't know if like Mirrorbox is a two women team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Sequoia does the films when she's not shooting. Mm-hmm. Don't um, know either. So I'm. I'm Tell not us, Sequoia. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know. Uh, but yeah, storytelling is such a cool. Like it's so diverse. There's so there's like yeah. an endless amount of options. So the way I see films is like from the start to the end it has to have a crescendo kind of build to the very end <laughs> yeah right? yeah but throughout there it needs to kind of rise and dip, fall mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm, rise and fall mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments that i've just done was the father giving away the bride to mm-hmm, the groom mm-hmm. and i spent about five minutes telling this little story mm-hmm. and it goes from using abstract shots of like the car coming in the door handle mm-hmm. being pulled open you know you're not seeing anything from the bride actually walking down the aisle till the very end but then it's filled with like the dad seeing her for the first look and his first look i don't mm-hmm. know what that's called the dad trap where uh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah i had and one then, yeah okay and then and then the father daughter dance mm-hmm. and then like th- th- these are like moments of the day mm-hmm. that don't make sense mm-hmm. until they're like put into this little five minute story and it's, there's just a whole build up to that giving away and I, I was just like yeah. yes I fucking mastered that it's like a Love mini it. a mini story of the relationship between those two characters yeah like yeah. their people at the wedding their guests and family mm. and that's where it's fascinating because 
you can interpret these things for your couples that they just don't even see as being part of the day because it's such a whirlwind. Cool. Let's move on to tips and tricks. If we haven't already said or mentioned them in the podcast before, I can't remember. Let's do it. So let's start with one of the the issues that comes with handheld shooting. Mm. And I did see it in your films. Mm, it's really hard to get it steady enough without it, it being visually distracting. Uh, it's the jitter yeah. movement. It's that micro shake that you get that we talked about with the white balloon as well. Like Less ca- coffee, they're, maybe? They're, <laughs> that, that might help. <laughs> um, so, Let's be honest, we're not going to do that though. <laughs> that's so, just silly. <laughs> More coffee. <laughs> whenever I'm shooting handheld, and I do do it quite often, I use an X strap, but I suppose you could use any kind of strap, like your hold fast strap. And what I do is I just put it around my neck and I push the camera out and I make that taut and I tighten it, you know. But I, do you not find, because I've tried that and I find that I shake a bit more when it's out like that. You're maybe pushing too hard. Maybe, like, maybe you I'm pushing like weights. Yeah, it's not like, like whoa, camera. <laughs> you're just like making like, it tight. off my neck. <laughs> you're making it tight and you're like, it's so that you're, you're kind of, your hands and your arms kind of, and the strap kind of become one. Instead of moving with your hands and your arms, you're moving kind of with your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> we're all dancing like crazy people. <laughs> uh, so that might help get rid of the microgears. Yeah. And that, might that be other able- option is if you're using the EVF, yeah. you've got multiple points of contact there. So you've got tuck your elbows into your yeah. sort of chest. You've got your face on the camera. Yeah, put your face on the so camera. And hold those, your breath. Yeah, be one with the camera. To the point of not <laughs> passing <laughs> out. Yeah. Another thing with uh, video, shoot abstract. What do you mean? I, I, I don't know how... I don't know if you do this in photos. I don't know your composition strategy. But like, Greg is constantly shooting through glass or shooting reflections. Yeah, I've noticed that with your stuff. Mm -hmm. We're we're shooting kind of through a prism more Mm -hmm. going behind a tree and shooting behind a bush and using the distortion of the leaves to kind of like be a little bit abstract. A lot of the times, some of the stuff you're filming, it's not exciting to look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm sort of getting some shots of drink reception stuff, it's not exciting. So try. I usually try and find a window to shoot through or use the reflection from Mm. just to make it a bit more interesting to the brain. So it's like, yeah, what's that? Oh, oh. Like I do it with the photography. I do it with the photography, you know, reflections and all the rest of Uh it. But it's just, it's just like pushing. It's just then like being confident to translate what you do photography wise and following it into the film without yeah. it becoming too much of a thing another tip that we kind of talked about is underexposing mm. because our mm-hmm. clouds here in Scotland are white we don't Very. have blue skies <laughs> I wish we did have blue skies but we don't we've got white skies and they tend to blow out quite yeah. a lot so underexpose mm-hmm. um, and if your subject is looking too dark like I've mentioned mm-hmm. just it's that kind of balance between the stuff that you're losing in the cl- in the clouds yeah totally then, yeah you know, yeah our films seem to be quite dark so perhaps that isn't your style i think it is, i think you know. though people who would be getting into fusion would learn very quickly not to overexpose yeah. because you just you have zero give in your yeah. dynamic range like compared to <laughs> compared, <laughs> no, right. compared to photography i've seen some photographs that are like almost pitch black yeah, and yeah, like, and you can pull them back the, by three the stops. Before and and after, right, I'm like, yeah. mind yeah. blowing. Yeah, you so cannot do that in filming. If you go into that with that head, like, forget oh it. God. Yeah, when you transition to doing some video work, you instantly realise, okay, I have to get the exposure 
almost, almost right. Yeah, almost spot on. Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a wee bit under exposed works well for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like I like to say, it's a, my inner emo coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess the next tip and trick would be, especially if you're shooting 4K, which you probably are at this point, always consider extra memory cards. Yeah, that's probably been my big, b- biggest expense when it's come to getting into Fusion or yeah. just yeah. like m- massive cards compared to what I was using before. Does your camera dual record? Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't dual record. Okay, cool. Because I always... But it has two dual, you know, obviously dual for the stills, yeah. but it just doesn't dual record. Like if you made a video file, would it then duplicate onto the no. second? Right, okay. No. That's that is literally the definition of what dual recording is, Simon. Behave <laughs> <laughs> yourself. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Every day is a skill day. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that could be very handy if you're a solo shooter. You've got no backup. Well, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, I would be flying by the seat of my pants if that was. Uh, anyway, you're so brave. <laughs> or silly. <laughs> well. You say to your couples, but like, yeah. expect the film, maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe some audio. Maybe I'll give you maybe some audio. Maybe you'll get some film. <laughs> maybe not. But again, if you lost one file because it got corrupted and wasn't backed up to another card, yeah. it's not as critical because it's a shorter product yeah. than delivering. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, in an ideal world, that wouldn't happen, but it could. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose it would be far worse for me to lose the stills than it would be for the moving image. Yeah. Mm. No, um, like, and, and so the risk is reduced because the moving images like record, sorry, the stills are record, like dual, dual transferred, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be ideal, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what insurance is for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And having good work, you know, workflow and backing up during the meal and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then double backing well, up. Yeah. Black that's... And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. For sure, honestly. I mean, you minimise these risks, yeah. but yeah. you can't let yourself be crippled by fear. Obviously, we've mentioned a few tips and tricks to help you on your way. Fusioners. 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 Um, is there anything that you struggle with that we haven't mentioned? Oh, yeah. Colour grading, colour temperature, all that stuff. Grading, um, well, for grading film convert, yeah, we'll probably sort you out if you want things to look cool. As that's, that's a whole color grading is a whole other beast. That, it really is. Yeah, but get Tom in to chat about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, color temperature, like when we are shooting, we go into a room or a location and choose the white balance. Mm-hmm. For photography, when you're shooting in raw, quite often. You could just leave it in manual if you wanted because you can change it later on. Mm, but you can't do that with video. Video, it's not as easy. If you mm-hmm. get it completely wrong, mm-hmm. it's going to look bad. Mm-hmm. Do you auto? Do you, do you set it to auto? Because I know a lot of people do. Even even stills, photographers shoot in auto, which kind of blows my mind, actually. Like, the amount of work to make things look consistent must be pretty phenomenal. No, I'd rather much just set one color and be like, if I need to correct it, then it's the same correction for all the, the photos I've taken in this room or whatever it is. You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know what's, what's, what's your. I have like um, kind of semi auto, so it's okay. a kind of variation of auto. But then I like set that to what look I want, and it mm-hmm. seems to, to be honest, it seems to work well for the the film as well. Because what cool. I'll do is depending on, you know, I'd always record see how it's looking and then adjust the white balance accordingly yeah um 
And I think so far I've been able to get a kind of fairly consistent look with the fusion films um, that ties in with the with the photography, and that's really important because I don't want the, the fusion films to look like a different, an entirely different, yeah, have a no. different look color wise. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's I think it's working work, working all right so far. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Usually, for the most part, it is we're shooting sunny or shooting cloudy. Yeah. Or if if it's a nighttime, depending on what the venue lights are. Then we will dial it in, but usually it's the presets cloudy, mm-hmm. sunny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it's outdoors, then we we'll usually do cloudy. To be honest, um, just gets a little bit more uh, warmer than than daylight. Yeah, I would te- tend to go cooler, so I kind of dial it. Yes, well, in, yeah, your your aesthetic kind of. Yeah, but that's my that, whole. So. Yeah, that's my yeah. whole aesthetic choice. Mm. Since we've covered all the tips and tricks, for the most part. How can other people help you do your job? It's a question that we like to ask all our guests. Yeah, it would be really super helpful is the, um, if there's just enough, you know, basically um, rewire the place and get decent lights in, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not too much. Just re- rewire your whole venue. Yeah, you know. I like that. Please. No purple uplighters. Thank no pur- you very much. Well, uh, you, you, well, you know, the up layers and the purple lights in the roof, they are one thing for fo- photographers. <sighs> they are another thing for video because when you dim oh, a light or you change colour, yeah. the frequency changes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have you, made that mistake. <laughs> you, you get banding in the footage yeah, and yeah. that's... You, once, again, that's baked in. When, once you've got it, you can't get rid of it. Yeah, because the first time I did that, I was like, why are those What's flickering? Going What's going on here? Yeah. And then I realised about the whole, fre- you know, light frequency wave yeah. thing, and then yeah. realised, yes. right, okay, and I, you know, didn't use yeah. that footage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming to Glasgow and coming into the office and not eating our tea cakes, but thank just you. just s- slowly stroking it because of your diet. I'm not on a diet. Don't believe in diets. An oh, eating plan for life. <laughs> <laughs> a life diet. Okay, okay. The body coach, day 37, just saying. <laughs> the body coach, that's, is that Joe Wick? Yeah, Joe Wick. Ah, uh, so you've I got his, do, do you have his uh, yeah. book with this? No, I'm like doing the full on body coach 90 day challenge. So, oh, right, okay. I mean, it's a step up from the books. Yeah. Oh, right, it's okay. like what fusion is to photography. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, he loves that coconut oil, don't he? He does. He loves that yeah, coconut does, oil. Does, does. I wash my hair with it, moisturise myself with it. It's great. I thought you were looking rather slick today. I know. You just slipped right into the office. Oh. Um, right, so where can people find you? Um, just Harper Scott Photo and all of the internetings and Facebookings and Instagram, Bebo, Twitter, all that stuff. I'm sorry, Bebo? Joking. Okay. It's done. okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, and obviously I have been Simon. I've been Greg. You can find us at Cinemate Films on the socials, Facebook, Instagram. If you've got any questions for future podcasts, drop us a DM, probably Instagram's best. Yep, absolutely. Let's do our reviewer shout-out, Greg. Uh, it's a nice quick one today. It's from John Clark Photos. He says, I'm jo- loving it, guys. My editing go-to just now. So thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. And thank you very much for that lovely review. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hit that subscribe button so that you know when the next episode goes online. Seriously, leave a review. That really is a massive help. 
Or if you don't want to do that, totally cool. You are still our friend. But just tell one of your friends about the podcast. However, until next time, enjoy your life. <laughs>